to be the name of the King of Glory. Who is like unto thee, Jesus? We give you praise. 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 same again. Glory. Alright, so um, I don't want to take too much time. Last week, uh, or two weeks ago, we began to look at a very important uh, series. Okay, so uh, you guys can come here. Sir. We began a very important series on what we titled Diagnosing Spiritual Weakness. Diagnosing Spiritual Weakness. Now, a lot of the times, many Christians who are who usually have been Christians for quite a number of years don't even know what it means to grow up spiritually as a child of God. They have no idea what it means to be fervent for the Lord. They have no idea what it means to have a relationship walk with God. So when we even speak of spiritual weakness, they don't have a single idea what it means to be spiritually weak because they have never trained their spirit man ever since they got born again. And I strongly believe that this teaching is going to instruct you and help you in your journey with God. Please make sure you put down some notes because uh, you can store up everything I'm teaching you here in your mind. Hallelujah. So uh, like we said, what is spiritual weakness? We looked at it last two weeks. And we said spiritual weakness is a spiritual state where the believer lacks the spiritual stamina to do business with God and live the Christian life. So, um, when living the Christian life becomes a huge challenge, what God ex uh, when what God expects from you becomes hard to execute, it's a sign that you don't have the stamina to do it, uh, which actually depicts that you are suffering from what we call spiritual weakness. Hallelujah. We also said that spiritual weakness is the spiritual health issue where the believer lacks the strength to lead the normal Christian life. For example, it is normal for a Christian to do his morning devotion. If you're a child of God here, a Christian here, and you don't do your, your devotion, you are not a normal believer. Because the normal life of the believer is to have a daily walk with God, is to have an intimacy with God, is to have fellowship with God. So that's the normal Christian life. When you lack what it takes to uh, live the normal Christian life, it, it's simply because you are weak in your spirit to, to do that um, uh, responsibility as a child of God. And we began to look at the levels of spiritual weakness. 
please go to our podcast and then get those teachings because it will bless you and then we also spoke about the signs of spiritual weakness what's the sign that i'm spiritually weak hallelujah now before we continue with today's teaching i'm going to read some few things for you okay remind me i'm going to read some messages that i received um, as part of this uh, the lecture we have tonight then we are going to pray so there is a process that many believers are not so intelligent in observing when they begin diminishing as Christians for example when you turn off a fan you will notice that the fan is still moving but with time the pace or the speed with which it moves begins to reduce then with time again it stops blowing have you realized that you see that is what happens to a believer when his spiritual life is coming down and he hasn't realized it because when you turn on the fan it's still moving when you stop doing your quiet time you stop praying you stop fasting you stop, you stop engaging in spiritual activity that keeps you fervent it will still look like the fire is there meanwhile it is gradually diminishing have you also noticed that when you turn off an iron the iron is still hot have you noticed that so when you turn it off it's still hot so you may think that you can still do ironing of course to a certain extent you can still do some ironing but with time you will notice that the temperature begins to decrease and with time it becomes cold now listen to me when you disconnect yourself from your work with god you may still be hot because you might have formally engaged in spiritual activities that has made you fervent but hear me it's just a matter of time before you realize that you have become cold and that's what we're dealing with when you're speaking of spiritual weakness i'm teaching good here hallelujah so we begin to look at the causes what causes believers to be spiritually weak now it is in your own interest to take spiritual strength and stamina very serious because any entity or being who is not in the kingdom of god that wants to attack you will first test your strength uh, i don't know if i'm communicating to this class any entity talking of demons witches occults whatever it is before they ever attack you they first weigh you on a spiritual scale they weigh your spiritual strength before they launch an attack so um, when a believer is spiritually fervent firm established has the capacity once they weigh you they don't make an attempt are you following what I'm teaching you here? So, spiritual weakness is a problem. I'm telling you. So, we said the first cause of spiritual weakness is what? Is what? Uh -uh. I can't hear you. What? Ah, you guys have forgotten. What? Neglect or forgetting God. Guys, don't take this teaching for granted. Neglect of forgetting God is the first cause of spiritual weakness. The Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. 
there are two kinds of drawing in the New Testament. There is a drawing of salvation. In salvation, it was God that drew near to you. That's like you heard the gospel. But in intimacy, it is not God who initiates the process of drawing. When it comes to your intimacy with God, it is you that initiate the process of drawing after you are born again. It is you, according to James chapter 4, verse 8, that draws near to God, then he draws near to you. So the sin of neglect, we read the book of Judges 10, and some other few scriptures in the book of Deuteronomy, and we notice that one of the major issues that brought Israel down in their journey was the sin of neglect. They forgot God. The second is what? Idolatry. And we said idolatry is anything you exalt in your heart above God. So in the New Testament, idolatry has changed. In as much as idolatry is bowing down to another idol or another god or, or, or submitting yourself to a fetish priest or whatever it is, New Testament idolatry is actually anything that you exalt in your heart above God. It can be your phone, it can be your relationship, it can be sports, it can be I can't it can be movies. Anything that seems to take your heart above God is an idol. Now, we got to the third point. What's the third thing that weakens believers spiritually? What? This class. I think we have to do an online today. I think that will help. We have to do an online today. What's number three? Sexual immorality and what? Other sexual perversions. And we looked at... Last week was a blessing. Please, if you have not listened to the teaching, are we recording if you have not listened to the teaching, go for last week's message. It, it will save you. Hallelujah. Oh, are you here with me? So we spoke about sexual immorality and other perversions. One of the reasons why many Christians are struggling to keep up their spiritual composure with God. And, and yet, they, they're trying very hard, but it's not coming. It's not coming forth. It's simply because there is a perversion in their life which has muted, suppressed the Christian life. In fact, there are people who have become atheists today because the journey of immorality was not dealt with by the help of God. And that's how dangerous immorality is. And many a times people get self-righteous and they say, oh, for me, I don't really do the act. It's not just about the act, it's about the heart. What you conceive and what I'm talking about here is lust because you need to understand that lust is more stronger than sex lust is the fire sex is only the fuel please am I teaching you here so the problem we have today is not a sex problem the problem we have today is a last problem any believer who can deal with lust can deal with sex because what propels sex is lust and you see, lust is a counterfeit desire. It's a desire that is forbidding. So check it, check it very carefully. Love is desire. Lust is also a desire. Only that the desire of lust is corrupt. It, it's a counter version of love. Have you noticed that anything that God creates, Satan perverts? So we see the concept of marriage in the garden. Satan has perverted it. Today I'm told, in fact, I'm going to read some messages to you. 
of of a couple that has been married for some years i mean these people have been married for about 25 years if i uh, if i got it right and they were elders of a church until one day i think uh, it was the birthday of one of them and then both of them decided to have a chat and they said what is your fantasy can we share our fantasies and the fantasy of the woman was that she wants them to have sex in the boat that was a fantasy i want to ask you a question tonight what's your fantasy and the and and the woman asked the husband also what's your fantasy he says my fantasy is i sure you want to hear it he says yes <laughs> my fantasy is that i can have a threesome they've been married for years then they just wandered over it and said okay let's give it a try on the birthday of the woman the man saved some money they got some yacht entered into the middle of the sea they had sex they came back everybody was fine on the birthday of the man the man said to the wife do you remember the fantasy you said you have and i helped you to fulfill the fantasy the woman said yes it's time for mine And the woman did the greatest mistake of her life she found a way to convince her kid sister and they got a place the three of them had sex since that day the marriage has never been the same again nobody knows about it but they can't sleep they are elders of a church they can't sleep I'm using this to let you understand how Satan has perverted this concept called sex. So we see in the garden how Satan perverted it. Again, we see how Satan perverted sacrifice. Today, have you noticed that sacrifice came from God? Satan has learned the same thing. The blood sacrifice of Jesus is the ultimate. Now Satan also takes human sacrifices as a mockery to God. That's why Satan takes pleasure in killing people, shedding blood because he perverts anything God, God creates just to mock God and one of the things Satan has perverted today is sex and last week I explained to you that sex is one of Satan's highest tool for demonic manipulation it is highest in every dimension the kingdom of darkness it is one of the things they use to transact business if they want to manipulate people if they want to enslave people they use the tool called sex so sometimes people may not want us to talk about it but the more we talk about it the more we create an awareness because a lot of people have entered into things ignorantly without having an understanding of the consequences of such actions I explained to you that sex was designed by God for three purposes. Now listen to me. I'm giving you knowledge. I'm not condemning you. I'm giving you knowledge. I'm going to save you from something. The first purpose of marriage is for procreation. God told them to multiply and fill the earth. The second purpose of, of sex is for pleasure. For husband and wife to have pleasure in themselves and find satisfaction in themselves and the third purpose of sex is to seal a covenant that i will be forever committed to you the third purpose of sex is to what seal a covenant 
you see so satan perverts the idea of sex so that these three things will become a mockery to god i'm teaching good here Check your Bible very carefully. There are too many stories about what sexual perversion has done to men. Do you know that Joseph had a dream? In the dream, he saw stars. 11 stars bowed down to one big star. So actually, Joseph was that big star. And God had a great future for him. So when Joseph was sold, he entered into Potiphar's house. And in Potiphar's house, the wife of Potiphar came and tempted him to have an affair with him. Now, many of you have not realized that what Satan is doing now, he started then. Satan saw the star of Joseph and decided to use sexual perversion to kill it or steal it. Now, you will be shocked to know that if Joshua gave in, he would have remained an elder or a master in Potiphar's house. Meanwhile, there was a higher throne for him to be the prime minister of the whole of Egypt. There are many people who are not supposed to be where they are, but they think it's actually where they are supposed to be. Actually, God had a higher assignment. But what happened was that they allowed perversion to cut short what God wanted to do for them. Look at something. God had great plans on this is a man that when the spirit of God came mightily upon anything that comes his way he'll bring it down look at his end his eyes was plucked off he became a slave to the Philistines and I've told people several times listen what happened to something is a template sexual immorality is equal to slavery so anyone who is bound by immorality is definitely going to be a slave to satan i was doing my quiet time and the holy spirit began to teach me something i never saw it in the bible uh, i never heard it from anywhere but the lord opened my eyes and i saw something very serious that was just two days ago so i've prepared a teaching on it but let me just open it up a little for you have you noticed that israel was in captivity for 430 years right now Moses came to Pharaoh and told him he wants to get Israel out so they serve God right so have you noticed that when he went Pharaoh was very um, resistant to uh, uh, the freedom of Israel have you noticed that so he increased the pain of Israel they complained and God performed several miracles and then in the Passover miracle Pharaoh allowed them to go have you noticed that now so when they left please observe this thing when they left they had gone to Succoth. They have traveled, moved out of Egypt to Succoth. Now, they were free from Egypt. But notice something. Pharaoh at a point came to himself and realized that these people have been serving us for 430 years. If they leave Egypt, who is going to do it? We will do it ourselves. We don't want it. Let's go back and chase after them and bring them back into Egypt and make them slaves. And the Holy Ghost dropped something. He said, listen to me when a child of god gets born again it's as though he has left egypt but pharaoh who is a type of satan comes to himself and realizes that this has been my slave for many years i must bring him back to slavery so 
when Israel saw Pharaoh coming from afar, they cried to God, and God sent hell from above, telling us that the believer will live victoriously only by the power of God. If not, Satan will bring him back into bondage. Which means that you can be a child of God and still be a slave in Satan's kingdom. I'm teaching with you. Last week we spoke about five propensities that allows for demonic manipulation. We said the first propensity is what? Last. Second is what? Anger. Third is what? Greed. Fourth is what? Vanity. And fifth is what? Ungodly attachment to mundane or material things. If you're a child of God who works in any of these five, it is very easy for Satan to trap you. Very, very easy. I hope you are learning something. Hmm. Now, what are the signs? Oh, let me just give you another recap of what are the reasons why believers fall into immorality? Now I explain to you that immorality is in different dimensions. Physical sex is one of them. That's fornication. That's adultery. But there are other perversions that many people have not realized. We call it incest. Sleeping with your relative. is a perversion. And Satan stares some of these things. Oral sex. Sexting. You know, we have texting and we have sexting. Exchanging all kinds of nudities on your phones and all that. These are all kinds of perversions. Bestiality. I'm told of one lady who went to Dubai by these Dubai guys, rich guys, and uh, when he went, she was told that she's supposed to sleep with his dog and she'll be giving $30,000. When she was done, she was also told to eat the feces of that rich Dubai guy. And this lady ate it. And she came back to Ghana with $30,000. In three months, she died. You know, sometimes I don't, I don't know what people are looking for. Listen to this teaching because it will help you. Praise God. So we said the first reason is because of the flesh. The flesh is one of the reasons why people fall into immorality. The flesh. I can't know. And if, if you are between the ages of... In fact, now it has even come to 13. First it was from 18, now it's from 13. Appetites begin to grow from 13. To 29. We, that's the category of what we call youthful last. In fact, 35. Apostle Paul knows that the younger you are, the more sexually active you are. That's why you must use your youthful days to serve God. That's the only way you can be saved from sexual temptation. If you don't use your youthful days to serve God, sexual sin will bind you. So, uh, any young man you find who is not engaging actively, even those who are engaging actively as as abandoned. I'm teaching good here. 
even those who are engaging actively who are praying they are burning and you that is watching uh, Spartacus you watching Spartacus how can you be free I'm teaching you here the flesh and you see there is see this flesh until Jesus comes you fight it every day and tame it he delivered you from sin nature he didn't deliver you from flesh so the cross dealt with the sin nature hmm? but when it comes to self the flesh he says you must carry your cross so that one God helps, helps you to deal with it that's why he says that put to death mortify the deeds of the body which means their appetites the body will break up that will shock you but he said you have to tame it you see, many of us, most of you, you see, my sincerity is what I'm going to say, many of, many of you. Many of you think that uh, people who are prayerful, eh, and pastors, they, they don't have that. That's why when you hear pastors falling, you're like, what? A whole pastor? Listen, let me tell you, he's, not, he's a whole man. He's a whole man. You see, one of the reasons why a lot of pastors are falling into this thing is because they felt initially that they are supermen. I saw that revelation long ago. That's why God is helping me. I had to remind myself that I'm not a superman. I'm as vulnerable as any other believer in Christ. Because when God anointed me, he didn't take away my flesh. He didn't take away my feelings. Please, I'm teaching good you. Some of you look too holy for my liking when I'm looking at you. I'm teaching good you. So, we said number two is what? Uh, over what? Uh, sexualized society, which is the item that we see on social media and all that. Number three is satanic attacks. Number four is lack of self-control. Number five is broken relationships. Satan can plot your ex against you when you see that you want to get serious with God. Your ex that you have dated and then you guys broke up. But unfortunately, you were in a sexual activity for about three years and you guys broke up. When Satan realizes that you want to get serious with God, he can tap into your ex. Your ex will just remember you out of a sudden. And all of a sudden, she will just remember you. I just texted to say hi. How are you doing? And how, how are you feeling? And the text message came immediately last. And tell you. And sometimes you feel like, wow, this is divine. Yes, it's divine. Satan orchestrated it. So it's very divine. <laughs> and you may think that, you see, You'll be there and you see the message like, oh, what is going on here? Both of you think you are being smart, but actually you are being manipulated. Now, Satan is a very good manipulator. Listen, if you know you were in a very toxic relationship and you guys broke up, break up and break up well. I'm teaching you here. Be 
Because Satan can tap into that weaknesses and that vulnerability through your ex and bring you down again. And there's one I didn't talk about, which is number six reason for sexual perversion is wrong foundations. Wrong foundations. Wrong foundations. Please, what I'm teaching you is a very serious matter. Wrong foundation. Now, what's an example of wrong foundation? You were raped when you were five years old. You were sexually abused when you were in SS. There was an incident, I don't know if I have it here to read it to you, of a, a, a husband and wife, um, a man and a woman who, who had a daughter of um, about six months or so. One time, this woman saw, in fact, caught his husband red-handed, fingering the daughter. And he asked him that what is going on here when he was caught he said oh there's nothing wrong with that when i was a kid my, my father did that to my kid sister so that's what my father was doing so we all grew up with that mentality fingering your daughter no does it make sense what kind of evil perversion is this now that six months old child can receive the receptacles and the sensations coming from it as a seed and a spirit can take over that young girl by parental authority. So, wrong foundations are very important. That is a listen, What happens between the age of zero to six years is very crucial. This one, everybody, you give your child to. It's an advice for the future. There's one lady who is a lesbian today because when she was young when the mother goes to work he leaves him from an, another woman to take care of the child no no the woman was a lesbian and that's how she got into lesbianism wrong foundations there were some foundations now i know better so i i'm always receiving wisdom on how to handle my son and my daughter i'm, I'm praying for them in advance forgot to choose their friends for them because I became a pornography addict because of my friend we were in St. Anthony's when they told me that they have a movie they want to show they didn't tell me the movie I said what's it they call it blue film I made to my pastor's boy my mom is a pastor my dad is a pastor I didn't know anything about this thing and my house was the closest to the school so they come with about five friends and they said I should be the police so I should stand at the main door while they are watching so I could see the video and then they were seated and I was the one who was scanning the place well, you guys don't know what I'm telling you and they put the movie in it when they put the movie in it they say hey I saw nakedness I said what is going on see since that time my concentration was gone I lost my concentration since that day a seed was sown into my heart. They left with the cassette, but this time I went to buy the CDs. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Those of you who have bought it a circle before. I bought my a circle. I said, I, I was shy. I've not done that before. I said, Bro, oh, movie was a movie, baby. Blue, blue. And he said, Polo na unkano, Polo na unkano. I still remember who he gave me different seasons. I'm 
telling you something serious you'll be laughing be laughing i started watching in a, in a, we were two guys or three guys in the, in the room we all had our own wardrobe our drawers and I put my under my dresses and I covered it you see Satan will give you an intelligence on how to store evil I covered it with clothes so the way I did it you won't realize it because I remember I put one of the CDs in an action movie so if you see an action movie why do you remember so, why do you remember so? it was inside I watched it ah, I became so lustful I was even lasting about for I was even lasting after a house help. Me, 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 I remember those times. You be laughing at me. Be laughing at me. Be laughing. <laughs> Just laugh. I'm telling you how serious God has delivered me. God has delivered me, and I'm not joking. He has really delivered me. That's what I'm telling you. Me, 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 and when they make Kaipa. this guy you are seeing he has been helped <laughs> see I watch all kinds of pornography that's why you see one thing about when God delivers you from it he does not only deliver you from the habit he deletes the memory of it from your mind that's what God did to me that's what God did to me. He deleted the memory. He got rid of it. So I don't remember the images, but of course, there were some few images that it will still come. Praise God. So I became a sexual pervert. I can see a grown-up woman, and in my imagination, I'm sleeping with the woman. It will bring you to a place where you see even grown-ups you see your colleagues you don't see them as humans again you see them as sexual tools that's when perfection has begun it takes over your mind my mind was hacked by the devil for close to 12 years and i was in this thing nobody knew my house nobody knew it yet i was in it big time happened i can wake up at 1 a.m and i'll go outside as though i'm going to wee then I'll masturbate there and come back inside. Me no come to me. I'm telling you something serious. It was my friends. My friends got me into this mess. There are some of it was your big brother. So wrong foundations i had a wrong foundation and normally people who have the hand of god upon them are the people satan targets and makes them slaves of this thing i can tell you an authority i was a slave i couldn't concentrate on anything it affected my academics my mind was hacked so the one who is teaching you has been helped by the message of god and i was a christian i was not my, my dad i told you those times i was a drama sitting on grounds the prophet called me and told me i'm going to be a prophet so that day one of the things you know I, I told you that me prophet the reason why i said me prophet was because of what i was doing so i couldn't imagine that god can use me so the holy spirit what i know now i didn't know then but all of a sudden i started fasting i fasted for one year four months every day six to six every day six to six every day six to six i read the bible cover to cover no knowing god was getting rid of the thing for my spirit i remember the cities i 
took them like that and then broke all of them because I said I will not put it in this dustbin for another person to lay hold of it and when I broke it it cut my hand this way blood was oozing I still remember this thing and God helped me let me tell you something I've not told you when I started ministry started ministry when I got on fire I got misled by the love and the grace of God and I fell back again into pornography I've never told anybody when I was ministry I fell into pornography again and masturbation for about five years unto God because it got to a time I was not being sincere with myself when I hold the microphone and I come back home I'll be crying I say God this is not me I don't want this life if you don't help me I can come out of this Lord I know I'm not bringing you glory I'm being a hypocrite on the pulpit I couldn't preach about sin anymore my heart of hearts was telling me that no you can't do this as a child of God as a man of God you cannot shape a future like this you cannot pass you see sometimes we don't understand why God I, I understand why God didn't make me start a church then if I started a church then I would have slept with all the choristers I'm telling you something serious so God had to deal with these tendencies this habit before he could send me to help the people of God so no, this thing we're talking about is about sincerity one thing that God helped me with is sincerity any Christian who is not sincere you are hiding you want everybody to see you are spiritual you are praying everybody sees you to be great everybody sees you to be powerful everybody sees you to be a champion you have no vulnerability you have no weakness anywhere everybody sees you as a master watch that Christian well there's something wrong with him watch that Christian so when God delivered me I knew he had delivered me and I was always and I'm always depending on his grace I've set boundaries but I'm still depending on his grace I find no strength in myself because it was God that helped me I'm telling you it was God and one of the things oh my goodness actually I didn't say this for security reasons I can't say them but I was going to tell you I didn't have a problem telling you but probably maybe that person may hear it one day. Any child of God that wants to do business with God must be sincere. If you can't tell someone that you are you have entered into a habit that does not bring glory to God, you see, sin thrives in secrecy. This is why a lot of spiritual brothers are down, they fall in. Sin, it thrives in secrecy. Nobody is aware of it, and you are keeping it. People are hailing you, but in the heart of your heart, you know you're not well. I want to give you quickly, okay, three signs that you are becoming or you are sexually immoral. So that it can help you in case you, maybe your mind is not there. I want to just remind you. There are three signs which indicate that you are becoming sexually immoral and you need to be alert number one engaging in inappropriate behaviors is the first sign engaging in inappropriate behaviors is the first sign a 
let me share this before we go into that one of the reasons why I am hard on sin yet I am very liberal in my dealings with people with shortfalls or shortcomings is because I was helped today when I hear that a brother or a sister in house or out house has fallen into any kind of perversion as for rebuke and discipline I'll give it to you but you know something we must all remember that even the spiritual can fall that's one thing God used to help me so I would never drive away anyone away from me because he has fallen never so if you're here you are that kind of self-righteous person maybe your problem is anger it's not last but that thing is also the same be careful judging people because it can be very dangerous if you fall into the same circumstances they fell into you will fall the same way they fell so be very careful about judging others because the issue of sexual immorality and perversion is a very slippery road number one sign is engaging in what inappropriate behavior now what's an example of what, uh, of engaging in inappropriate behavior watching pornography is a sign that you are becoming sexually immoral because that's the first seed satan will use against you looking at sexually explicit images looking at sexually explicit images participating number three participating in sexting or cyber sex so when you begin to to behave inappropriately when it comes to sex sexual content it's a sign that you are gradually becoming a perverted christian you are being defiled your, your white garment has been stained or is being stained the second sign is having a distorted view of sex the second sign is having a distorted view of sex when you begin to think that sex is the only way to show love or receiving gratification from someone it's a sign you are becoming immoral there are some people who think that when someone has sex with you it means the person loves you that's like a lot of ladies have been shocked I'm going to read some messages to you how one, one lady was gullibly misled she was in a relationship very pure relationship they were going to get married next year and suddenly their ex-boyfriend from US called and told her I've you everything is fine I sent this girl some money and told her I want to come and marry you and the girl was like wow this guy sent me money this guy is doing very well because my boyfriend is not doing very well he's jobless still trusting god i don't like people who are trusting god i want people who are in the thing <laughs> so if you are here trusting god be careful and he went and broke up with this guy this guy came crying even took his parents to the girl to beg the girl says no I found the love of my life this guy came down this guy came down see guys can be wicked wicked 
This guy said, oh, I miss you so much and all that. It's good to see you. It's been a long time since I went to U.S. I never had sex. And since we were just about to get married. I mean, let's enjoy some coitus. There's nothing wrong with it. And the coitus began to happen. They had sex. One, two, three, four, five. And the guy will say that, oh, I'm just going to check something here. So the guy was in a menses. The girl was in a menses. And the guy said, oh, I'm checking something. I'll be back very soon. Two, three days. He has not heard from the guy again. After seven days, when the flow was over, the guy came back. Hona, hona, hona. Continuously. He said every day, sometimes three times a day. And the girl tired. He said, the guy really ate me. The guy ate me. <laughs> if you don't understand, ask the Lord about it. <laughs> may, may the Lord give you understanding. <laughs> the girl so confessed. Or say, I can't. <laughs> Let me keep it inside my lungs. He said the guy he hit me rough left that's what he said left right center after then the guy said where's your passport i want to process something for you he took the passport and then runner 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 again hey because of the promise of marriage the guy says um, let me put some few things together i want to come and see your parents hey, runner 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 <laughs> my goodness because of promise of a ring Finally, he was calling this guy. This guy was not picking up. My future husband. Called again, the guy was not picking up. Called again, the guy was not picking up. So the hotel where the guy is was been lodging. He went there to go and look for the guy. And the receptionist said, the guy said he should leave an envelope for her. She didn't understand. And when she opened the envelope, it was her passport. The guy has gone back to U.S. She said, I feel used. Now I want to go back to my boyfriend. And he was asking the person, there's a platform where they put those things on. That's how I received it. He said, what should I do? <laughs> hey! Listen, I mean, sometimes I don't know what marriage has done to some of us, so but when a guy gets to know you are desperate for marriage you are a candidate for abuse the pain this girl would never pray she can't fast fast and pray when she comes to a church her mind will be divided you see that's what satan is seeking he uses immorality to perfect that until we become spiritually weak even worship time you are grieved. You are in pain. So you can't worship God. That's what Satan is seeking. Let me read. Let me finish and read the things I want to read to you. Number three. The third sign you are becoming sexually immoral is becoming obsessed with thoughts about sex. Becoming obsessed with thoughts about sex. So you think about sex constantly and you have difficulty focusing on anything and secondly you struggle to control your edges and your appetites regarding sexual activity so when you got get to a place 
where sex has taken over your mind you can't focus on your education your academics not all that is taking over your life is sex just know that you have become a perfect or you're on your journey to perfection and that's the key to becoming spiritually weak satan knows it i saw a verse in the book of proverbs chapter 5 the verse 22 and 23 and i realized that sin in itself is a rope is a chain how he says that give that to me in niv look he says the evil deeds of a wicked man that's what and snare him which means any act of evil can become a snare a trap he says the cords of his sin hold him fast which means sin is also a cord that holds you fastens you and you need to understand that every sin the more you commit it the more territory satan gets in your life this kingdom is about territory satan is looking for territory Ukraine, Russia war is about territory. World war is about territory. So the spiritual battles we are fighting today is about territory. Satan wants access into your soul. God wants access to your soul. So it's all about territory. So the more you engage in a sin, the more you give Satan space in your life. I'm teaching good. quickly so can i read some a few of them to you all right this is number one very funny but serious this girl is called abna she said i'm abna i'm patiently luring my ex who is married into my arms to happily give him hiv he and any married man who allows himself to be served hot the single guys too i did for them hepatitis b and hiv i have and i'll freely share she wrote it on the page so he's patiently luring the, the ex who is married so if you're a guy and you are greedy you are not satisfied content with your wife what is going to happen is that abna will get you continue my brother i'm telling you about how how much perversion has taken over a generation i'm reading all these things so you realize that listen it's a serious matter that dealing with and most of these people about 90 percent of them are christians look he says my brother and i once had sex it happened like nine months ago two days after my birthday we haven't spoken about it ever since we both pretended it never happened. We just talk and relate like siblings. We've not mentioned it to ourselves or to anyone. I haven't and I doubt he has. The day it happened, we were in my room eating pizza when we both started watching porn. The next thing we realized was that we were having sex. The moment he finished, he walked out. He didn't even look at my face or say anything to me till today. Sometimes I want to talk about it. I want to ask him how it was and why it happened. 
he didn't seduce me i remember we both started touching ourselves so it was voluntary in fact i touched him first but he started showing the bone he's my junior brother so i understand why he probably never raised it just that since that day i've won i've wanted him and he doesn't make himself available for me can you imagine he left me in the middle that day i didn't come look though he did and it felt so nice now this is a, this is a, 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 a site where people share secret stuff they never share with anybody all right where did i end i didn't come anytime i'm alone or i see him i still get that feeling i had when he left me lying down and walked out i still feel for him and it's like i want him to finish what he started now do you see a demon has entered i have tried not to want him but the edge grows stronger by the day i never felt like like that towards him till that day my feelings for him has changed ever since and it's affecting me he keeps overlooking everything and pretends we never had anything like that and he doesn't think about it i feel he's selfish if he talks about it i'm sure i may feel better i'm really suffering because of him when i'm inside i just feel horny and trying to get him to come into my room but he won't look at such a message i'm going to read three more the way pray please good afternoon i completed senior high school this year i was a mother in eastern region when i was in school our science teacher was my boyfriend he's not too old and he's nice too he said he wanted to marry me when i'm done with school hmm. he was even helping me back then with money and books if i needed it we were having sex and he used to like sex and his house was not on campus so all the time i have to follow him home sometimes too we do it after school in the classroom or office we started dating when i was in form two in my last term in form two i got pregnant and he made us to abort it when we were getting ready for wasi he said he'll be leaving soon so he made sure we had sex almost every day till, till i finished my paper so the having says when she was still writing the paper when i came home i realized i was pregnant pregnant so i called him to tell him and he sent me money to abort it and i did since that day till now i have not heard from him if i call him he does it doesn't go through and all the time his number is busy if i call with another number he hears my voice he won't talk i don't know what i did he doesn't mind me at all i don't know who to talk to about this because i'm shy please i need help on what to do Look at that. Let me get one here. Okay, my husband's friend came around some time ago. He came to drop something for my husband. And when he was leaving, he asked that I give him a hug. Because he was feeling lonely. His wife traveled abroad earlier this year. I reluctantly gave him the hug because he's a friend. That's his husband's friend. 
I realized he hugged me too tight. And when I was about freeing me, he kissed me on the lip and rushed out. You see the seed? I didn't say anything. You see? I didn't say anything. Are you seeing this thing? I didn't say anything. I tried to understand why he did it, but later ignored. I thought he might just be missing his wife. Some days later, he sent me a text asking if I reported him to my husband, and I said no. From there, he started texting regularly and passing by the house to give me gifts and other things when he knows my hubby is not around. We both lost control one time and had sex. I always knew it could happen, so I tried to keep my distance, but eventually it happened and I couldn't control it. I wasn't happy we did it. We did what we did, though I enjoyed it. Do you see how Satan has perverted us now? As a married woman, Look at the words here. Now, I knew it may continue and I didn't want it. I'm not a cheat, so I told my husband's friend not to pass by anymore and I didn't want to see his face again. He wouldn't listen. He sent a lengthy text explaining how he enjoyed it and how he has come to love me even more than his wife. I don't know why, but I started feeling like I loved him too. You see, this is demonic. You see, the explanation, our thinking, our definition of love is not love. I also think I loved him too. As a married woman, how do you love anybody else apart from your wife or your husband? Hmm. I entertain him when he comes around often so the sex thing started happening again and this time more regularly we spent time together and even went on trips sometimes we had sex in his car and at hotels on several occasions beginning of this november i started withdrawing he wouldn't call text or ask to see me as usual i asked why and he said his wife is coming home this december and this is just last year and he wanted to end things with me before she does adding that he didn't want to have any issues with my wife with his wife or with my husband long ago he didn't know that as i type this he has blocked and ghosted me completely i feel hurt used played by my husband's bosome friend i really don't know how to pay him back for what he has done to me he has disrespected and taken advantage of me did they take advantage of her Now, these things I'm reading are, are not are not jokes. So. Listen to this last two. My husband, yeah, this one is sad. This one is sad. My husband has gotten a 17-year-old daughter pregnant. I don't know how it happened. She was sick, and when I took her to the hospital, she was pronounced pregnant. I insisted on knowing who it has, who it is, it was for. Some days before, she was confident enough to say, "Daddy." That made me realize why my husband didn't say anything when I told him about the pregnancy first. He actually said we should abort it for her and not to bother her. But I didn't want to do that since her daughter said he was the one responsible for her pregnancy, and I asked him. He has left home and not returned again. It's been four days. They've they've been having an affair under the same roof with me for almost a year i don't know when i would have found it 
if not the pregnancy as for my marriage to him it is over i have rebuked my daughter enough i won't say again i blame her father the foolish man i married pardon me i really would love for her to keep the pregnancy if it was not for that of the other man but in this situation i'm confused i'm her mother i don't want to be the one to ruin my daughter's womb god forbid but allowing her to keep it make me sad and bitter for a longer time than i can imagine now now look at this do you think that hope will be the same again you see a lot of times satan only reminds you eh, of the enjoyment and the pleasure he doesn't show you the consequence this home will never be the same again and the man out of shame has run away from the house and that's what satan is seeking to do with immorality to break homes destroy relationships destroy churches finally before we pray there was one you know there was one where a, a lady and a guy got married on the seat 12th of september and they went for honeymoon four days after they got married the husband was in town and then he saw uh, his car has a tracker on it he saw that uh, the wife is using the car and then the wife is in the area so he wanted to go and pay a surprise to the wife and then he saw that they had parked at a restaurant so she, he went entered the restaurant he didn't find anybody there so he was going straight to the car to go and check what is going on when he went he saw the car shaking and he knocked the glass a man rolled the glass down and they were naked in the car four days after wedding now ask yourself do you think this is normal that four days after your wedding you did not respect this covenant let me tell you something if you don't deal with perversion the disgrace it can bring on you a time is going to come oof, a rebuke. your sense of shame leaves conviction leaves you your conscience is now seared with hot iron you don't feel anything again and that's the journey a lot of Christians are entering into there was a GSS teacher 29 years old teacher who was teaching primary 6 and GSS 1 the girl was 12 years old and he fell in love with her you see he played advancement on a 12 years old girl seduced her the girl didn't give him with time he planned it and the 12 years old girl got involved and they started having sex they've had sex continuously for close to four years 29 years 12 years and he has a girlfriend and they're getting married next year now ask yourself what is going on to our generation what is going on guys satan is very wild looking for people families to break generations to destroy that's how come you need to open your eyes i'm telling you that 
pleasure you think is pleasure i'm telling you behind it is hiv behind it is i told you last week that there are two kinds of stds sexually transmitted disease and sexually transmitted demons anywhere sin can go demons go i'm telling you anywhere sin can go demons can go and many Christians don't know this the complications a lot of barrenness issues today is because of a sex that was had 15 years ago and Satan locked the womb a lot of depressions a lot of issues today that Christians are going through it's because of that let me close with this how to turn away from immorality number one 2nd Corinthians chapter 10 the verse 3 to 5 you must take captivity captive by that I mean that you need to take authority over your mind if Satan wants to sow anything like sin in your life he begins with your mind I want to help you if Satan wants to bring you into perversion, he begins with your mind. He uses your mind, your imagination. That is what he uses. That's a come if, if Satan wants to lure you back into a wrong relationship, he uses the past memories to enslave you. So your mind is the first place. If you don't deal with your mind, it enters into your emotions. You begin to feel for it. And if you don't deal with your emotion, it enters into your will. And when it enters your will, you can't do anything about it. So hear me carefully. Anytime you don't deal with issues that comes to your mind, thoughts. Every thought is a seed Satan is suggesting to you. Because Satan knows that he cannot make you do anything without your cooperation. Some years ago, I watched a movie called Vampire's Diaries. And there was a principle I learned from that. How many of you have watched it before? There was a principle I learned from it. Now, these vampires can never enter into your house until you tell them come inside so when they are coming they can't they're coming they can't they come they coming until you say come in when the moment you say come in then they just try and they enter the house and and what we need to learn from that is that satan can can never come into your life except you allow him he can never come into your life except what you allow him So never tell me that it was the work of the devil. Satan will never do a work in your life you have not allowed. So the issue here is your mind. Listen, there are some thoughts you need to rebuke in the name of Jesus. There are some thoughts you need to cleanse with the blood of Jesus. There are some perversions that comes to mind. You need to talk to it. Don't allow that seed to grow because listen, any seed that grows will bear fruit. Any man that cheats on his wife, it began as a thought. Any believer that falls into immorality, it begins with a thought. So you have to learn, number one, to cast down imagination. Number two, counseling and deliverance. There are some sexual perversions that doesn't need confession of the word of God. You need straight deliverance. Because a demon is involved. A demon is involved. If you have tried stopping something for a long time, it can't stop. Just know that a spirit is involved. I'm telling you something serious. 
you tried it several times the thing is not stopping a spirit is involved number three identifying triggers identifying triggers what are the things that trigger sexual appetizing triggers there's some of you what triggers it is boredom anytime you are there alone then the thing comes which means make sure you are never alone and if you're alone keep yourself busy there are some of you it is stressed it's stress when you are stressed you get horny they are saying hey mm. so what are the triggers there are some movies you know when you watch it it will trigger like Spartacus how many have watched Spartacus before it was one of my favorite movies those times <laughs> hey Satan is very wise though. he will spartacoticalize your life And right now they are doing all kinds of season movies you know before i i get my television as a seed okay on netflix i when you open netflix you you see some season movies there there was one i saw it's called sex life sex life what are you expecting and you see satan knows you don't want to watch porn so he'll put that season movie down and it's easy access the moment you're watching it, your bundle got finished. I said, when you stroke. <laughs> Quickly, you reload bundle. It's a seed, it's showing. There's one, the title is what? Something, something romance. All these things are around. And they are triggers. Triggers. Avoid the triggers. Notice what triggers it. Praise God. You see, sometimes some of you never understand why um, a lot of the people who are around me, very close to me, are not women. It's not because I don't like women, no. It's because I know triggers. <laughs> so I'll keep Kweku like that. Because I told you the last time that uh, sometimes the way Kweku is serving me, I don't like it. Last time he was serving me with an uh, energy drink and he used a big face towel to cover it. And he came to put it in my hand. I look at it, I didn't cross the same penny. How do you put use face towel? CSC to wrap an uh, energy drink. But I drank it like that when then it's better to save my soul. If I want a, a lady to do something extra, then maybe Linda, because Linda is my sister-in-law. You know what I'm saying? So there are some key things I'll not allow ladies to do it for me. That is me. I went to one church, the PA of the man of God is a fair girl. I said, This pastor is in trouble. <laughs> hey! I entered on the children, the lady was looking, Welcome, man of God. I, I was watching her, I, was, I said, Thank you. <laughs> she took me to the office, she served me in water. Man of God, do you care for anything? I said, Jesus, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. I finished ministering. The lady said, I guess when I was just, I was afraid for the man of God. Because me, the two days program, I was afraid. 
I said, move him then. Let me cross this. Sat me in the office. Do you care for anything? I said, I'm fine. I finished the, 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 the package, some things, and hey. I said, I'm so far How can you be a married man and you're such a beautiful lady as your being? Fair Young man, fair girl. Hey, I'm telling me I'm afraid though. I'm afraid. Hello? Are you, are you around? How are you? Can you send me the report of this thing? Come to my office now. 930, I'll pull out Come to my office now. Uh, where are the letters? Not letting me check it. I was down. I say, no, I say, no, check it letters. Or check it letters. When we let her back, come Or check it letters. Or check it letters. Man of God, please, I can't see the letter. I can't see the letter. Who are all better tongues? Kata kata kumbaya. Yalala kata kata kumbashaga. Yalala kata kumbaya. Oh wo no be wo. Oh wo. Oh wo. This is it. Calls for untimely death. Untimely death. Untimely death. So I see. I see. May I never advance? Eh? Where uh, uh, Fred will bring me tea? I finished ministering and I'm sitting on the chair. Man, God, you care for some hot coffee? Hot coffee? Yeah, hot coffee, you know. Now, who the hot coffee? But I want to buy milk, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, you see, I love myself. I love, I want to save myself. So it's not because uh, of man of God does something. So it's you just allow me eh, to be who I am and allow this hard butters boy to be my PA. I like it like that. Praise him. Hmm. Number four growing awareness of the call of the flesh. You need to be aware of the power of the flesh. Know what the flesh can do. Know the consequences of sin. You see, so when Satan is increasing last, the appetite, increase the awareness of the consequences. So this thing I'm about to do, what if she gets pregnant? Because once an abortion comes in, what is happening is that you have contributed in the kingdom of darkness free blood for Satan. When they find out what is going to happen to my ministry, what's going to happen to my life, what's going to happen to my future, think about consequences. Be aware. I told you last week, there's a man of God, a whole bishop who's in Nigeria who raped his assistant pastor, 23-year-old girl. That's in 2020. The case was called again. And last week, Friday, he was sentenced to life imprisonment. Life imprisonment. The only place he can do evangelism now is with the prisoners. God will still use him, but he'll use him in prison. 
So be careful when the, the, the feelings, the appetites are growing and you think you can't control it. See, if that thing that you think I can't control it, now the man of God is in prison. The thing you ask himself is that he can't see his children for life. He can't touch them. He can't hug them. He can't touch. He can't hug his wife again. He can't hug his wife again. He slept with different women. Now he cannot even have his wife alone again for the rest of his life. So you must become aware. Number one, arm yourself with the word and prayer and fasting. Arm yourself with the word, prayer, and fasting. And finally, fellowship with the brethren in church services. There's something coming to church that's to you that you have no idea of. There are some things that eh, only coming to church, fellowshipping with other believers, praying together with the church, that can deal with it. We are going to pray. You see, in these last days, eh, one of the traps of the enemy is sexual perversion. He's going to use that to destroy our generation so that our worship will be contaminated, our service will be contaminated. Uh, the quality of our Christian life will be contaminated. Our families will be contaminated. Our marriages will be contaminated. So anytime Christians come to church, they are already defiled. So we can't have a powerful church. So these meetings we are having is like an overhauling to work in the hearts, the souls of people because some of you, your souls have been trapped in prison and you need to be set free. There are some of you, nobody's aware of things that you're engaging in, and it is gradually killing you softly. Nobody's aware. Rise up on your feet. Before we go into listen, you see, the reason why I use some of these times to deal with these things because when you are praying warfare prayer and you don't have revelation, you are wasting your time. Satan will mock you when you are saying, Fire them. I send fire to my hometown. Which fire? It won't go anywhere. I break any power. If your hands are stained, your prayer will be stained. You want to pray and say, Lord, there are some of you, it's an issue of your thought. Your thoughts have become perfected. It has been darkened by the enemy. You want to pray and say, Lord, loose me and set me free. I cleanse my mind with the blood of Jesus. There are some of you recently, some edges, some appetites have started growing. There's some of you, you recently started watching pornography. You stopped and you have entered the gate. You want to go to God in prayer and tell the Lord to save you. You are a young man, you are a young woman. You've realized you are engaging in something that will damage and corrupt your future. It will corrupt your destiny. You want to be sincere. There is no hypocrisy here. Those of you who have to kneel, kneel. Those of you who have to cry out to God, cry out to God. Those who have to lie down, lie down. Everybody has an issue. You need to go to God frankly, honestly, sincerely and pour out your heart and ask for power from God. Israel was not set free from captivity because they were powerful. They were free from captivity before they, because they called out to God for help. You want to talk to Jesus? 
you want to tell him that thing that is killing you softly that thing that is breaking you you may be a married man you may be a married woman some of you will be listening to this step later in the future I'm talking to you you need to go to God in open sincerity and say Lord deliver me from last if you are if the power of last is not broken over your life you all kinds of perversions will take root in your life and if nothing is wrong with you also tell the Lord to preserve you tell the Lord to keep you from being contaminated tell the Lord to help you to live the Christian life the way you should to deliver you from anything that is trapping you anything that is keeping you bound some strange temptations strange imaginations strange thoughts that has arrested you and kept you slave and captive you want to tell God to heal you you want to tell God to heal you lift your voice and pray you want to cry for help the bible says likewise the spirit helpeth in our infirmity the holy ghost is a helper he's a helper he's a helper he's a helper tell the lord to strengthen you anything that has brought all kinds of appetites to you and some of you it is now becoming overwhelming you are trying hard but it's not working that the thing seems to be gaining roots in your life you want to cry to god for help you want to ask god to save you you want to cry and say lord save me from this habit save me from this perversion because sexual perversion is satan's highest tool for manipulation if Satan wants to enslave a Christian, he will put him in a certain sexual habit. Either masturbation, or phone sex, or oral sex, or another kind of perversion. Something is lacking within your members, desiring for that which is forbidden. There are some of you, you have strange imaginations affections on holy fantasies and these are imaginations fantasies that you can never share with anybody strange things you feel like doing or you wish when you have the opportunity you would do you want to tell God to cleanse the memory you want to tell him to delete it from your imagination you want to tell God to help you this is a meeting where only the sincere can make progress you want to tell God to help you if you have done something that is not godly apologize to the Lord tell him father I confess to you today I am sorry I am sorry I betrayed you I'm sorry I'm sorry I didn't defend your name I am sorry I was a bad and unfaithful witness I'm sorry please forgive me please forgive me ah please forgive me and restore the joy of my salvation you need to understand that there is salvation and there's the joy of salvation you may be saved but the joy of that salvation may be lost you can lose the joy of your salvation so you are a child of God but you are not happy 
you are not enjoying your Christian life because so many things have held you bound. But you want to pray. I know the power of prayer. I know what God can do through prayer. I know how God can save you through prayer. You have two minutes to pray and ask God for uncommon help. You want to ask God to delete those fantasies, those imaginations, to cleanse your thoughts with the blood of Jesus. Ask him to break that power that is holding you bound. Because I can tell you, no man may see you, but God sees you. Yes. And until you are free from immorality, you are not free. You are not free. You may be singing, you may be preaching, you may be witnessing, but I'm telling you, if you are not free from lust, you are not free. If you are not free from lust and perversion, you are not free. You are not truly free. Ask the Lord for help. If there is a relationship you are in that does not glorify God, if there is a relationship you are in that is hurting the feelings of Jesus, that is breaking the heart of God, and you don't know how to break that relationship, ask God for help. Deliver me from that relationship. God will find a way of killing it. You don't know how to go about it. But you have found yourself in something you can't come out of. Call out for help. Call out for help. You can't stop watching that pornography. It's been three years, four years. There is no night you don't watch pornography. There is no night you don't masturbate. You are telling God to help you. To break that chain. Because anytime you walk in that life, Satan keeps binding you. The chains get tighter and stronger. But you want to ask God to help you. To help you break loose of that chain. You are asking God finally to kill every appetite, kill every desire, kill every appetite, kill every appetite, kill every demonic appetite. Kill every demonic appetite, every demonic desire. Kill it, Lord. Terminate it, Lord. Destroy it, Lord. Any power that has held my emotions. It can be a soul tie you have with a guy. You can't stop sleeping with him. You don't know why. You can't explain, but you find yourself going there. You find him coming. You want to stop. Nothing is working. You are just bound in your imagination. You are bound in your soul. You are trapped in a prison. As you open up to Jesus, the Lord is delivering you. You have no idea the Lord is delivering you. The Lord is delivering you. Zata Kamolovrosha Palata Sata. Zoko Palabasha Talataela. Yebele Basha Kambrosos. Baba Bakomroja Palatas. 
Come on, keep praying. Oh, oh, victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Him. Oh 